finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Is that Dr. Carla Stanton? It might be. <laughs> I should hope, I'm looking at you, so I should hope that I should know. <laughs> it's Dr. Carlos Stanton. You never really know. You never or really should, I, know. should I call you Daniel or should I call you Dan? Which one, which one fancies your tickle and tickles your fancy? What do I usually call you? I think you normally call me bro. Yeah, exactly. I, so I don't know right about your name very much. But it's called Do Dan, so I'll call you Dan. Because I call you my good doctor. I think I've called you that from day one. <laughs> Which may have been a little bit creepy when we just met, because no, that was a ma- that was a magic moment when I met. It was a magical moment as I stepped out of the pool, like <laughs> Daniel Craig. All I remember is um, you walking past you in Mexico and just thinking, oh, "I haven't really met any English people yet." And then I heard this like <laughs> Southern British accent. I was like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> just saw you in the dark and crowd told you that. It's a British accent. <laughs> and then you told me a story about me and Joe. Yeah. That's my magical story. This guy is cool. That's my, that's my, that's my tale. Although I don't really tell that story anymore now. Oh, you know, I'm just making more moments. I'm, I'm a firm believer in um, now, now that I've milked it. I'm a firm believer in making new stories. So I'm yeah. interested to see what's going to happen next, right? Because I put out on Twitter actually yesterday, um, I can relax into, I can relax and know that everything's going to be okay because I've consciously created a reality mm-hmm. where everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So like created it, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Those of you listening in, you may not know this, but... Here on the line, I have Dr. Carla Stanton, who is one of the most groovy people in the entire world. I love her to pieces. Um, We've just been regaling tales of our meeting. Sorry, we forgot to say hello. Would you like to say hello, Dr. Carla? Hello, my name's Dr. Carla, (laughs) a.k.a. Carla. (laughs) (laughs) Carla Stanton, a.k.a. MD. No, it's not a.k.a. MD. It's, It's Carla Stanton, MD. That's what they do, isn't it, right? Yeah. That's an American thing, really. So yeah. You earned your doctor, so you want your doctor. All right, all right, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Tell me, tell me something. Do you was there a time like when you first got your doctorship? Because you seven years studying, was it? Oh yeah, I'd say seven. Yeah. Seven years. Yeah. Were you like, no, I'm, I'm doctor, Carla Stanton. Did you ever get like that? Like <sighs> I get doctor? Did you ever yeah, get a thing about it? Um, do you know what? Not really. Like I um a lot of my friends did, mm-hmm. but I never, I, I kind of like to slip under the radar a little bit. I, um, it was that weird thing of like, I didn't want to be that, that was like my identity. I didn't ah. really want to merge it with that. Mm-hmm. So I used it, the only thing I used it on was my driver's license. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's always weird when people call me, you know, like you. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Carla. I don't insist people call me Dr. Carla. I, I wouldn't have seen that from you because you're such a like a, a chilled out person. You've got such a cool vibe about you. I couldn't really see you being like, excuse me, it's not me, it's <laughs> doctor. <laughs> like That's I wouldn't it. have seen that happening. Yeah, it's a weird thing that like sometimes it just creates separation and mm-hmm. I um 
I, I want to connect with people. So I, I tend not to bring it up really, or yeah. Yeah, it just totally depends on the people you're meeting and, and the conversations you're having. But generally speaking, I slip under the radar. You slip under the radar. Although I've kind of ruined that because everyone I introduce you to, I've introduced you to, in, I either introduce you as, hi, this is Dr. Carla, or this is my good friend, Dr. Carla, or this is my good doctor. It's like, yeah. she's not actually my general practitioner. I've just claimed her. She is my friend now and she is mine. You cannot have her. She's mine. That's kind of I what I've done though. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that, Dan. It's all good. Yeah. There is a, there is a mutual trust, so it's all, it's all good. Love it. Absolutely love it. So your journey. Yeah. Do you know what we're going to do? Oh my gosh, yeah. everyone, I've had an epiphany. By the time this video has come out, or audio, by the time this podcast has been released, this episode, I will have already posted a really, really cool little tool that Carla mm-hmm. Wink, yeah. gave us to, to share with you on the Facebook page. So go and have a look for it. And it's a heart coherence technique. So I thought it might be cool for us yeah. to start um, by just doing a heart coherence. And I'm going to get into position and actually do it while you're yes. talking to Stuart. How does that sound? Yes, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Okay. So um, for those listeners who aren't familiar with heart coherence, it's essentially a science-proved method of tuning into the power and intuition of your heart, getting out of that monkey mind chatter and drawing all your attention to the centre of your chest. Okay. So it takes a couple of seconds to a couple of minutes just to, if you need a moment, to become present, to do whatever you need. So yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm excited. Okay. 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 So wherever you are now, uh, you can keep your eyes open if you want, or I tend to close my eyes and put your hands on the center of your chest, your center of oneness and wholeness. And in your mind's eye, when you're ready, just take an elevator down through your mind, through the center of your throat, down into the center of your chest. And allow yourself to breathe in and out a little more deeply and slowly than you usually do through the center of your chest. Feeling the blood flow, feeling the oxygen. This is called heart-focused breathing. And just by doing this, you're creating a completely different physiological state inside of you. And just allow that sense of relaxation and connection to wash through you. One last cleansing breath. And when you're ready, just bring to mind a positive emotion, like appreciation, for maybe all the goodness in your life, maybe someone you deeply appreciate or care for, maybe it's a delicious cup of coffee you had today. It can be as small or grand as you wish. And just bring that moment to mind or that person to mind. And as you breathe through the center of your chest, just feel that appreciation or love for that thing or that person. And breathe in and out through the center of your chest. And just allow that to wash through you. I think that each time you do this, you're create, creating coherence inside your body, 
and all around you. One last cleansing breath. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Mm. Nice. It was nice and zingy, doesn't it? It is good. What, what, do you, what did you think about? Can you share? Yes. I thought about but what I told you yesterday, the good feeling I had. Remember the session I did yesterday? How I felt afterwards, it was zingy. And then all the same happy feelings of zinginess. Bloody yeah. yeah. Funny, isn't it? Because we just often forget like those, those like magic moments pass us by mm -hmm. and like bring it up again and relive it. It just, sometimes it makes it even more powerful. It's just these, these making a list of like magic moments is a really powerful way of just having something immediate to access to bring to mind. The other thing we've been doing um, here, we've been doing um, three things to be grateful for every day. Mm. And I make note of them as I'm going through the day. So like I'm, I'm always on the scan for things to be grateful for. It's like, oh yeah, I've got that on my list. And then yeah. we, trade them, we trade them in the evening. It's just one of the things you do before bed. Yeah. So, really nice. so it's all about um, thinking and living and thinking with awareness. That's one thing that... Dr. Wayne Dyer was always about. <laughs> um, yeah. I think one of the first texts of his that I listened to, gosh, I can't remember, it's about a decade ago now. And it was predominantly about, you know, thinking with awareness. So just being aware of what's going on in your mind. Um, and then being deliberate in what you allow to come into your mind and what you're focusing on. And you can focus on more joyful things in your day-to-day -day life, then your general life experience is going to be more joyful. It might not happen overnight, but if you yeah. consciously make that your practice, then over time you're going to get to a space whereby you're just having a more joyful life because that's where your focus is. Your focus is on the joy and yeah, being absolutely. mindful of that. So I just love heartbreak. I actually do that um, at least once a day. So I've got my check-in times during the day. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously I've, I've told you this already, haven't I? Yeah, 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 I think yeah, so. yeah, yeah, but for one little, of my um, chicken phones, yeah, I do a little bit of heart yeah. Interestingly, yes, interestingly, for those at home, you just recently trained as a heart math consultant, didn't you? Is that the yes. correct phrase? Is that the correct title? Um, I guess I'm a yeah, I'm a clinical advisor for heart math. So if um, people have like a what you call a twenty four hour um, autonomic assessment. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's basically the equivalent of a blood test for your yeah. autonomic system to see whether you're in fight or flight or rest or digest. Um, mm -hmm. It's a 24 hour tape that you put on your heart and um, it gives a really accurate insight into really what's going on in the physiology of your body. So I, I assist with interpretation of them for clinicians if they need some assistance mm -hmm. and for you know, lay people like, so people on the last year who went on Dr. Joe Dispenza's workshops, he was providing that service. So I would be the person that you'd speak to because I can give some clinical context to it. It's not okay. just about you punching out the numbers and because yeah, yeah, yeah. it went to the reports. I don't know. Did you have one done? No, um, but I want, I think it, I didn't really, at the time when I went to my first advance, yeah. I didn't really get it still. I was still, wasn't on the whole vibe vibe yet i was like okay i'm gonna come and use this meditation stuff to create the world i want so i can like have my my golf stream that's basically where i was yeah so yeah. by the time then i come away from that and i was on that tip the opportunity was gone but i would still like to do 
some of the heart mathy um i want to do it i want to put the monitor yeah. on and see what happens it's so interesting because i um I just did it out of curiosity because I'm a science geek and a doctor. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take every test going. I just want to know what's going on. <laughs> and, um, so so I, I basically signed up for everything, including the EEGs and the GDV and yeah, everything. The EEG. So, Is that the one with the little things on your head? The EEGs. Yeah, that's where I had my uh, crazy experience when I was wearing that. Oh, oh yeah. And then, um, <laughs> so, so the heart math thing was I just wore it for 24 hours, took it off. And then I got this report with all these numbers on and I couldn't really work out what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then you get someone to, a, a clinician rings you up and, and over about half an hour explains the meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. And I, I know this is terribly geeky, but um, having learned like the science behind it and now reading reports, you get a real insight into what the emotional home is of people like the the, the landscape mm. just by looking at the change in the rate of their heartbeat throughout the day and their sleep as well so like the first four hours of sleep are crucial for you know immune function that's where growth hormone gets released you know all that rest and repair the first four hours of sleep is really crucial and that's when your autonomic nervous system really wakes up to do its job when you're unconscious mm. right? so gives a load of information as to really what's going on when you're asleep and really reflects on how the last couple of days have been as well as you know generally whether you're living in chronic stress or whether you're waking up you know whether your circadian rhythms are, are, are off um so yeah that's a bit geeky but i i no, just love the geeky to celebrate <laughs> revel in the, revel in the geekiness revel <laughs> I just don't. Like, Everyone listening, I yeah, just yeah, I love it. I love it. So I'm like, oh yeah, that person is obviously waking up, probably waking up every night at between one and three, or you know, and then they'll be like, yeah, I am. Oh um, so yeah, you get to have a little insight into. Can it. I still do it? Can they can they send it to me at home, or do I have to go into a centre and do it? How does it work? Um, I believe you can get it attached. You have to get someone qualified to to um, what's the word? to validate it um, or, or once it's on you. Um, mm. So I'm not entirely sure. It'd probably be through a clinic um, that you'd have to do it. Do they but have any clinics in the UK? Do you know what? I don't know. There are many of them. There's not a lot going on in the UK, which is why I kind of want to be... Ah. Uh, I'm approaching them to see whether there's... I want to spread the word of heart math because it is so powerful. It proves the mind-body connection mm. to any as far as i'm concerned and it i want to take it into hospitals if i can mm-hmm. to show the power of this to clinicians and people and whenever i've shown people this technology they're like you know when I, whenever i hook someone's heart up to this monitor and they can see the changes when they're talking about something stressful and then they're talking about something that's really positive in their life and seeing the immediate real-time changes they're like, ah, oh. so when I'm thinking these negative thoughts, that's what's going on in my physiology all that time. No wonder I feel depleted and exhausted. My body's tired because mm. I'm making so it. For people who haven't, you know, quite worked that out, it's a great eye-opener, I think. It's okay. really powerful. Well, to, so. to be honest, um, I'm actually thinking I might include a model in, about this in the Living Beyond Intention. I'm going to speak to you about that. I'm going to get, did I speak to you about that? I did, didn't I? I spoke to you about it. Not explicitly. So yeah, let's talk about it. Let's yeah, talk about it. I'll talk to you about that because um, we're, we're working out 
the structure for the Living Beyond Intention home study course, the online course thing. Yeah. Now that the workshops are rolling out, we'll start giving people the opportunity now to start taking the work that we do in the one day course and taking it over a 28 day period so that you can build up the habits and practices. And by the end of it, then you start because our point of beyond intention is you get beyond the point of needing to say, this is what I want to do. This is not what I don't want to the point where it's like you're always in a state of awareness of what's going on and you step into the seat of observation and you basically just observe into your life what you do want. So the whole mm. stuff of what you don't want is gone. Everything that anchors you to what you don't want is gone. Um, and then you're free to just live an intention-driven life of purpose. Mm. That's what we're doing. And um, the listening step about feedback, I think the biofeedback of this is great because if you get the heart math and you say, okay, I know that I'm living in stress, that means that I can then go back through the system. So, okay, go back to step one, accept. Okay, I accept that I'm living in stress and I accept that I have the power to remove this stress from my life step two start working on tools to reduce your stress whether it's yeah. changing your environment because you're in a chronically stressful environment or job um like with me with the world of business i was just in stress i realized i've been living under the hormones of stress for 16 years 15 years and as a result was subconsciously perpetuating situations yeah. that kept me in states of stress and for me it was the gremlins of, so like, I won't have like big stressful things. And because I don't, apparent, I don't experience stress in normal ways. So I don't go, oh God, I'm stressed. I don't get like that. So mm -hmm. everything's happening internally because right. of the way that my brain works with the Asperger's, I see stressful situations as just a problem to be resolved. As long as there's a system to resolve it, then I'm fine to deal with it. So I'm always mm -hmm. dealing with stressful situations, but right. because it doesn't physically impact me as visibly, Yes. I end up just experiencing everything internally. So yes. like with the meditation practice, I've been doing lots and lots and lots of work with um, my, um, my spleen um, mm -hmm. energy, center, energy center number two, because mm -hmm. that's obviously where a lot of the stress ends up getting caught up. So a lot of breath work and stuff like that to work with that and getting it out. Cause like my dietary system, my, my digestive system, I've always had problems. I've had problems with it for about a decade and never been able to pin what it is. I've tried right. different diets, it doesn't work. And I've realized now it's just probably all the cortisone in the system from all of the stress. Yeah. 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 So, yeah it's, uh, it's a common thing, isn't it? Like digestive issues. Like, we all just put up with it. Yeah. And everyone has, a lot of people have IBS. I don't know how many people I saw as a doctor who have IBS and there's no treatment for it other than, yeah. you know, some drugs that don't really, really work much better to be honest yeah. um and, uh, yeah honestly um so it's just that powerful thing of yeah being able to find a, your elegant route into relaxation mm. and repair and as you say like the second energy center yeah um i know like my eczema was a lot of it's related to gut issues a lot of rashes wow. are related to leaky gut so that was totally related to my second energy center among other sensitivities and things so it's it's so common. We just put up with it because we think it's normal. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. Have you thought about going into private, approaching private clinics with the heart math stuff? Because yes. you probably find they're a lot more receptive. Yes. Because um, they can just add the cost on. They don't necessarily yeah. pass the cost over. Absolutely. So I think my plan is to go into sort of integrative because, as you know, I'm like functionally medicine trained. So yeah. I go to integrative practices and see if I can provide some services for them. 
maybe even you know um physiotherapy kind of high high-end performance um Mm. because it allows you to really harness your physiology for optimum performance as well mm -hmm. so there could be that window in through that mm -hmm. uh, not just in terms of you know improving health uh, so for optimizing it so yeah I'm, I'm kind of just landed back last week so I'm gonna like look out there and just see what's going on I'm doing a couple of workshops here uh, where I live just spreading the word but um, yeah I just people need this information and yeah. I say like the biofeedback stuff is so great but like when you feel different it's so subjective mm -hmm. but this objective feedback as to whether you're doing how well you're doing um with the technologies that they have the handheld devices so yeah that's my mission now trey, trey goodio trey goodio are you planning on staying because obviously you and the your your handsome little man um yes <laughs> so <laughs> I can't even call him a little man because he's taller than me. Could you apologise to him? Could you apologise to him for that? This is a public apology, sir. I was being endearing. Um, are you guys thinking about um, making another move? Because um, I know you guys just did a little stint of adventure in the uh, British Columbia. Are you yeah. shipping back out again or are you setting back routes down here? we want to go there ultimately okay so loved loved that area of the world Loved being by the ocean mountains beautiful community just loved it loved it oh, that's great so, let's create that then yeah right absolutely yeah so this is a question for you because sure. this is what i've been um i can't oh, quite when you're creating reality mm -hmm. are you selecting a reality that already exists in you know multiple dimensions mm -hmm. Or are you creating it de novo with your inner being? With I, I think it's very important for people to realise that there's levels to everything. Yeah. So, for example, the content in my book, Stepping Beyond Intention, is very entry level to some of these sciences. There's some things that, even as I've been doing this last redraft, I've, I've cut out because yeah. I don't want things to get too confusing. But then when we're doing the home study course, we're literally doing it at seven levels. So we're starting level one and then we're taking it a bit deeper and taking it a bit deeper and taking it a bit deeper and taking it a bit deeper. So when you're looking at creating your reality, there's so many different levels that you can look at it on. But if you start just on a base level, mm -hmm. your choices determine your outcome. Mm -hmm. So you can literally start just with that. Okay, my choices determine my outcome. Therefore, when I make choices, things show up as a result of those choices. Um, mm -hmm. That's Newtonian. Put right, the whole reticular activated system, you tell your brain to look out for it, it selects it rather than you create it. It's I would even say that that's a bit deeper than what I just said. Because, like, if I choose to go to work today, I will get paid. Mm -hmm. Therefore, if I want a reality where my bills get paid and there's food on the table, I need to make the choice to go out to work. Mm. Number one. On that way to work, if I choose that I'm going to have a pleasant day, therefore, I select and therefore only observe and bring into my reality experiences which supplement that creation of having a nice day. Mm -hmm. You can then take it a step further and then you can say the energy that I'm putting out then affects the people that form my ecosystem for my day. Yeah. Yeah. And you can literally take it a bit and start saying, okay, if, my, if I'm tuned into my heart center and putting out the magnetic signal that only people who are in tune with that around me 
then people that don't fit into that can't come into your into your um, into your environment. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the other level beyond that, where then you can start getting really quantum physical with it, where you say, in fact, only that which I observe occurs in my reality. So only pleasant people I'm observing, therefore only pleasant people show up. Mm-hmm. Then you can start taking it a bit further down that way, and that's when you get really, really down the road where you start saying everything that's happening is just a hologram of my intention of my mind or my, mm. my soul, my being. Therefore everything that's in my reality only shows up there because I've projected that as a, as a hologram of my internal state. So there's so many different levels that you can go along, but mm. the great thing is that all of them start on one basic foundation. You're responsible for it. Yeah. Yeah. So you start with that and then you could, it doesn't matter how far down the road you go with it or which, yeah way is comfortable for you to look at it the important thing is to say i create it i'm responsible for it nobody else has um, responsibility or any power to create anything the only power that they have is that which i give to them everything is in my hands and some people get scared by that responsibility but there's a power in that and the power is that if only i'm responsible for it then i can have exactly what i choose to have yeah yeah amazing so that's like the thread that pulls it all together i love that yes do you move do you find that you move in and out of those steps throughout the day? Like, you know, cause we have our feet in two worlds in our mm-hmm. physical and spiritual world. So do you mm-hmm. find that you're just going in between all those throughout your day? Or do you find that you're tending to rest more in the higher levels now? Or what do you reckon? Actually, what I find is that my whole thing is merging them all as one world. Mm. So instead of separating the spiritual world and the physical world, actually realizing that everything is the same substance, just manifesting at different frequencies. Mm-hmm. So for me, I've really been working internally in term, internally on creating a singular thing. And that singular thing being, everything is one substance, manifesting in different forms, operating at different frequencies, and I'm tuning into that. And then depending on the situation, I will have different levels of connection to, um, to my understanding of how it is. So for example, I might go into an interpersonal situation mm-hmm. and I'll have a bit more difficulty or a bit more of a challenge connecting with it all the way. If there's situations yeah. which historically I'm still dealing with mm. a trauma or past experiences, because remember, no matter how old you are, you are the sum of your experiences up to that time. And so some things will take a bit more work to, to, to get out of your system. So there might be some things where my automatic thing is, oh my God, it's that. And then I have to consciously bring it back and say, oh, no, no, I do have control over it. And this is how I have control over it. So the ultimate aim is to be connected at the quantum level of everything is being observed into reality across the board. Mm-hmm. But it is work. It's work and it's a daily, daily work and daily practice and being aware and catching mm-hmm. myself. What about you? Yeah, I still I think I still shift in between, as you say. Um when you have an event which makes you go unconscious (laughs) when you start to run a program um Mm -hmm. you know from your past that's when i'll slip into those perhaps um lower states and i'll forget that i'm a creator and a spiritual being in those moments but at least now and i know this is a process and a lifelong journey so i'm much more kind with myself (laughs) these days and i know that like refractory period is much shorter Mm -hmm. so and kicking myself 
for for being unconscious for a prolonged period of time um or just staying there because I, i'm unconscious that that is much shorter now mm-hmm. uh, but you know as you say you've got to do the work every day you've got to recondition every single day otherwise you just slip back by yeah. default because we live in a physical world um most of the time most of our environment is and those people we surround ourselves with so it's easy just to default back into that unless we keep on top of it and, and maintain our personal power in that way and surround yourself with the right people yep. you know like the right peer group who can keep you in check who can with love uh give you feedback about when you are going unconscious yep, yep, and yep. Uh, that is so important for me. Yeah, for sure. I think it's easy to forget that. I mean, even if you're just 15 years old, you have mm. spent 15 years learning to be who you are. Yeah. It might not, you know, growing into a more developed version of yourself might not happen overnight. It could take mm. a year. It could take two. For many people that start looking at sort of advancing, developing yourself, it's normally when you sort of get to adulthood. So you're at least sort of early 20s. And then you're talking yeah. 20 plus years learning to be who you are. Right. It's kind of unlearning. <laughs> yeah, it could take, you must unlearn what you have learned. Yeah, um, right. That was my accent. That was Yoda, everyone. And it was he really was floating cool. for those of you who were listening. <laughs> around the room. Agreed. Um, yeah, it's unlearning what you have learned. I mean, I don't even really see it as unlearning what you have learned. I see it more um, just taking on new possibilities and growing into them yeah more yeah. yeah it could take time and i think sometimes like you said you can beat yourself up but by beating yourself up you actually put yourself back into a place yeah. of disempowerment yeah, it's yeah. about laughing at it smiling and remembering that every single moment this is one of the great things about the reality of what time is and how it works every single moment is a reset the reset button hits itself automatically moment to moment even in between these clicks there's a reset button being hit and at every one of those points, at every one of those nows, you have the opportunity to make new choices, both with physically, emotionally, uh, mentally, energetically, yeah. or spiritually, however you want to frame it, for what's yeah. going to happen next. So your future is always, always, always open to shifting into new possibilities. Mm-hmm. So instead of beating yourself up, it's taking a deep breath. And this is, again, practice of learning to do, to, to, to have that awareness. Take a deep breath. Okay, cool not really what i fancied in terms of that outcome great thing is reset buttons hit i'm aware of it thank you for the experience i'm going to move on in this direction now this is the way i want to be i want to be more more conscious more more loving in my interaction yeah, yeah. we need we need that constant feedback don't we to to evolve so we need those challenges to tweak tweak our trajectory so yeah. it's, the, it's the although in the moment it might not feel like it no it is a blessing when you kind of go oh appreciate i appreciate the message yeah that's one of the good things about gratitude right uh gratitude so i i see that there's a difference between gratitude and celebration so for me gratitude is what happens in advance and the celebration is what happens at the manifestation of it Mm. so gratitude putting that energy of okay accepting it loving it and bringing it into being in advance Mm by accepting that it's the outcome that you've chosen and it is going to happen because you've really decided and then mm-hmm. celebrating it when it, when it shows up in your life. So mm-hmm. looking at these situations as challenges and saying, not trying to deci- not trying to decipher what the lesson was in the challenge, but accepting the challenge for what it is and having that faith mm-hmm. that it does have a lesson to teach 
yeah. and celebrating once that lesson shows up. Yeah. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because true, in the moment, you, you might not understand the hidden meaning behind the mm -hmm. challenge because you're just experiencing maybe the pain of it or mm -hmm. it's hard to see beyond how you feel in that moment mm -hmm. but as you say having that faith that it might be beyond your current level of understanding and that in order to understand it you'll have to evolve that mm -hmm. you know that's when you'll get the aha yeah. that's why um but reminding yourself of that in the moment is so important having that it's a bit of a surrender in a way isn't it mm -hmm. to the process of, of, yeah definitely um of letting go of a particular outcome you had in mind and knowing there's a, there's a higher purpose or meaning behind what's going on. And sometimes, sometimes though, what I find, and this is one of the, the, the ways that I find that I, I like to feel that I differentiate between myself and some other sort of people that do motivational speaking or whatever. It's bringing it back to a bit more of a gritty stance in terms of, Yes, there is always a lesson, but sometimes that lesson can be that you just bullsed up with the choice that you made and you didn't yeah. make that greater choice. But then yeah. the lesson becomes not to make the choice again. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's not, it's not a, oh my gosh, there was no lesson. I just messed up with that. And you could get caught up in that and get caught in a loop, but then that's disempowering. It's to take that, I just messed up, but it's okay. Now's a new moment. And the lesson is not to make that mistake again. Yeah. It's a, it's a really, well, I'm still working this out, like the whole balance of intention and surrender and really being clear on your intention and then surrendering it to a greater mind, but then mm -hmm. not controlling how it goes. That's a, for me, that's a, that's a tightrope. It's not even, do you know what I'm, I'm finding more and more as I study more and more about this? It's not that you can't decide the, in, the outcome or you mm -hmm. can't know the outcome. It's why would you, with the limited part of yourself, try to decipher the outcome when the greater part of yourself offers to take on the load? It's like um, you've got, I don't know, if you've got like literally, a literal physical, like a heavy load in your hands and someone that's 10 times as strong as you is offering to carry it, but you're like, no, I'm going to carry it. I don't want your help. And then complaining that yeah. it became a lot harder for you to get where you were going. Whereas you could have had a much easier ride, giving it to the much bigger, stronger person and jumping on their back and not even having to walk to get there. For me, mm. visually, that's how I, I, I structure it. I structure it more around uh, the terms of, I have all of these resources, this amazing toolbox that I can tap into. Why am I going to diminish the power of those resources in, in that toolbox by trying to take it all on myself? Mm. So I get deliberate about what the outcome is gonna be. And then I'm open to the route to getting to that outcome. Yeah. Constantly being aware, mindfully aware the whole time, this is where I am getting to, this is where I am going, and enjoying the adventure of getting there. And then it becomes fun, it becomes, a, yeah. Yeah, it becomes an adventure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Enjoying the river winding. Yes. Hello, <laughs> winding river. <laughs> I'm enjoying you. Tell me one thing, I had, uh, I was listening to, a, um, podcast the other day and it, uh they said what is the most random thing that you're obsessed with at the moment oh <laughs> <laughs> um let me think about that one well it's not particularly random so i'm kind of i'm kind of obsessed with coffee but that's not particularly random is it are you obsessed with it or are you addicted to it like 
Wow. You're so up at night looking up different types of coffee, <laughs> different coffee devices. Like, what are you obsessed with? What? I've got to say, like, um, just uh, obsessed with reliving the joy of it. So I, I, I'm not, I don't really drink coffee usually, but when I went to Vancouver, yeah. oh, my goodness, the, the coffee is beautiful there. So I really got into it, and I've really been pining for it and having little moments of missing it since I got home. Wow. So that's kind of been what I've been playing in my mind. But there's just no point having, not that I want to knock down all the coffee in the UK, but... <laughs> Generally speaking, <laughs> a nostalgic thing, but in my mind, it's like it's not the same. Yeah. So that's kind of what I've been a bit obsessed about. But it's not too creepy. It's not too not too weird. I think. So there's a creepy you? weird one that you're not sharing, basically. Um, uh, I'll see how I'll see how the conversation goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. <laughs> you're trying to think of one of not that one. You're trying to think about yeah, something yeah. else. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna post this little clip of you going like that. Yeah. I'm gonna post that little clip. Absolutely nothing, Daniel. Absolutely no. nothing. Nothing at all. How about you? Have you got one? I've always got weird obsessions. That's the beauty of having Asperger's. Like my life is a series, a series of obsessions. I probably have a new obsession every few hours. Really? Yeah. Like that's I, a that's a coaster yeah i i it's really bad like i end up what was i up looking at last night um up l last night i got obsessed with alternatives to tedx talks oh oh what do you find i found that there's a few that do sort of similar similar thing of having platforms to share ideas because obviously um i'm going through the process of um getting on the tedx stage myself at the moment but I was thinking, for some reason, it, it, the idea came to me. Oh, is there another one? Something similar? Yeah. Because it's you know it's not easy pickings to to sort of get on that platform. Mm -mm. About what message? Because obviously I've got my mission statement. I've got my mission statement. I've got my manifesto that I put out and whatever. Um, but do I necessarily want to speak on those, or do I want to speak on something that points to it to ignite people with an idea? that draws on that and goes towards that mission statement. And I was thinking maybe I'd like a few more stages so that I can present different angles mm -hmm. and push all of the traffic to the mission statement, i.e. people discovering what they're here to do and then shedding the excuses that stand between them and doing what they're here to do. And then if more people are doing what they're here to do, more people are living life of joy and therefore we have a much happier planet. That's basically mm -hmm. what it boils down to. So I got really obsessed with it and as in I didn't sleep in fact, no, that was no, that was the night before because then it got to about two o'clock in the morning, and I was still on it, and I would have been on it all night. Like, so I did a pineal <laughs> meditation, and then um, I did a pineal, and then I managed to get some sleep. Um, but yeah, I regularly get those, like regularly, and I have to sort of wean myself off them. Yeah, do you know, I don't know that I do get. I, I get obsessed about my mission in that way, like how I'm going to do it. Yeah, but I don't get obsessed about usually. But maybe it's a guy thing. I'm just yeah. kind of doing a big bracket of people. Is it? Oh yeah, because a lot. My well, actually, no. To be fair, my sister. You've got it. Awesome. You just don't want to share it. It's okay. Yeah. You've yeah, got fair. one. You've got right. one that you just oh. don't want to share. So you're deflecting by making it a man <laughs> thing, but it's okay. Yeah, it's all you men, you just obsess. No, I'm just obsessed. It's what you do. Okay. I'm like, what's <laughs> 
I'll let you off with that one. I'll let you off with that one. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, um, there was one last thing I wanted to quickly prod yeah. you about. And feel free to deal with it as you will. When was the moment that you decided, because obviously you're a qualified general practitioner, practicing mm. medicine for a long time, yeah. going through all of that training, and I'm sure it wasn't easy remembering all of that stuff. Mm. Um, and then you've, you've made the leap that you want to do things a different way. You still want to bring health to people, but yeah. looking at other ways of doing that. At what point would you say that you were able within you to make that leap? been um, a process of lots of mini leaps uh, I would say. because um, gaining I, I would say the first point is it, it's, a, it's a combination of sort of knowledge and experience throughout the last few years hmm. because giving up that part of your identity and safety I was very fear driven I was very um, certainty driven so giving up that security has been and, and the identity piece and validation mm -hmm. that I got through my sense of unworthiness uh, from that has, has been a journey process for sure. So I would say the first insight was cheesy as it is, was when I did a UPW Unleash the Power Within Tony Robbins event. Ah, they life changing. Yeah. And yeah. I did um, the water, they do a firewalk. Yeah, I did that one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that was right pretty much at the beginning of my journey. I, I was just miserable. I didn't know why mm -hmm. I was unwell with autoimmune condition. And uh, I was questioning a lot of the medical model. And I did this walk where, I, to be honest, like that, I was like, this is a gimmick. This cannot work. Like, surely, yeah. how is this physically possible? And I was still in so much fear. Like, when we walked out, you know, there's 7,000 plus people. Did you do it at the Excel Centre? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What year did you do it? Twenty fifteen. Okay, so I think I might have been I don't know twenty twelve something like that. But yeah. it's awesome. Like it's. Yeah. I was hoping I've done it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, get your shoes off and like yeah. seven thousand plus people. You will descend in this peak state. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, do you know what? I could walk away. No one's gonna know. And I had that moment. Yeah. And because I was by myself, and then I thought, no no Carly you're doing this and mm -hmm. look at these people around you out of respect for them there's got to be some truth in this and I mm -hmm. followed everyone and I did it and just you know as you say and that present moment you select your outcome boom mm -hmm. completely changed and did not burn was completely celebrated I was just totally and like just in awe mm -hmm. and then this realization of like there is just so much I do not understand about our physiology. Mm. Like how there is so much I don't understand. And, you know, I've proven it to myself. And then I started looking into the placebo effect. Mm -hmm. Dr. Yeah. And having personal experiences of changing my reality and mm -hmm. uh, some very profound mystical moments and uh, which were measurable, you know, which yeah. I, I have. Scientifically measurable. EEGs on me mm -hmm. so it was you couldn't I couldn't argue it yeah. and um, I would say through many of those you know daily meditation daily reconnection and those sort of big jumps where it was like this is truth mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Um, but I think probably the real moment was changing my environment was actually moving to Vancouver and putting my burning the boats. Yeah. Because I was I was still I was still doing the work, but I was still going back to the safety of GP work because yeah. I could mm-hmm. and everything. So change completely changing my environment, being on a tourist visa, not being able to work, having to look into alternative yeah. kind of work, um was just a revelation and that identity piece that you have by being around people from your past and you just go back into your past of course, present of course, of course, of course. just totally that was the big leap of faith of i think burning the, burning the boats burning the boats burning all other options mm. uh, and that was where i was like it was tough trust me like as <laughs> yeah. moments i thought Do you know what it'd be easy to go back now but <laughs> um, i just knew that i yeah. couldn't it wasn't it wasn't really loving to me and there was just so much space for all this stuff right there's just mm-hmm. so much space for this particularly in health and i hope that i can in some way be a bridge for that um to help people yeah become more empowered about their health and see how unlimited and powerful we all are so that's kind of my draw to it Hmm. for sure and i just you just can't ignore that can you yeah it's just who you you become like as you know like totally transitioning like you keep hearing the voices like oh and then you just like no 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 okay i've got to be sensible and then they get louder until it's just it's got to be done yeah okay (laughs) okay okay i'm gonna do it Ah! (laughs) so true do you know it was funny we did this um did this ropes course um and um there was this uh this like uh, rope that's attached to the ceiling and uh you, it's like a climbing ropes so yeah. if you if you leap off you get a bit of a free fall but then you get gradually pulled down to mm-hmm. the crash below you and it was a really beautiful analogy for our connection to our true power or the divine if you want to call it that mm-hmm. but when you when you are suspended maybe four stories high in this example and you're blindfolded and you're attached to something you can't feel it you can't sense it you know it's there but having to take that leap of faith that is what's that is kind of like your your relationship to your inner power because it needs to take that leap before you feel yourself feel free and then feel full to safety so that was a real sort of insightful moment when I did that. I was like, that's such a great analogy for what we need to do on that journey. You've got to take that leap at some point. Yeah. Uh, scary, but then you get caught and it, the outcome of that is just so freeing. It's a proper surrender <laughs> in that moment. So, um, so just do it really. Yeah, exactly. It'll all be fine. It'll be better than fine. It'll be, yeah, I, I couldn't go back now. There's no way. Uh, I'm so much happier with everything. Mm. And the challenges are always good. Yes. I guess they just get more complicated. But that yeah, means we're evolving. That's feedback, right? But if they're more complicated, they're more fun. Exactly. Yeah. Good quality problems. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, I love it. I love it. How are you finding the transition at the moment? I'm loving life every day. I get up. Yeah. joyful about what i'm going to do for the day um i go to sleep when i'm not obsessing over <laughs> researching <people. laughs> tedx yeah. <laughs> I, I go to sleep um knowing that i've i've done some good in the world like yeah. i've left a, a be- i've left a good footprint whether yeah. it's i've put 
quotes out on social media that people have interacted with and then it's brightened up their day whether it's a day we put out the podcast and we've put out some good content and people have had something to tap into um whether someone feeds back that they've read the book you know oh thank you you know just it's just just i just know that i've actually the time was actually spent doing something worthwhile yeah now so yeah the soul's waking up isn't it it just keeps you going yeah and uh, not many people can say that unfortunately at this point mm-hmm. not many people can but the mission is for more that's my mission my mission is for to give people the tools and to give them the um to give them the gumption that they can say yes i'm going to do this you know i can do it and for me that's where i'm not really into the fluffy motivational stuff. you can do it i believe in you believe in yourself yeah but yeah but that's not real life real life is you have to take action so for me motivational speaking so i don't really the only reason why my facebook page says me as a motivational speaker is that's the closest thing that was there um but i'm I'm gonna more kick you up the bum and get you to take the action that you need to take to make it real and that action starts internally and then starts expressing itself externally but you can change your internal environment all you like if you're not taking actions in line with that in your everyday life then you wasted your time working in your internal environment you, you, you doubt you doubt in your creation, right? If you exactly. don't take you don't take that action. Because you're not creating. Well, you are creating, but you're not. What did I put yesterday on Facebook? Um, um, we all have the mindless touch. We just don't always create gold. Mm. So, like, you are creating, whether you like it or not, whether you choose to accept the role of creator. You are the creator. Um, it's just you can have a choice in what you're creating consciously or surrender that creative process to your subconscious programs. And if you're disempowering yourself by sub- surrendering to subconscious program, it's probably not going to be empowering outcomes that you're going to be creating from a subconscious place. Yeah. You know, it's like people say, oh, you know, it's about like being the driver. You're always a driver. It's just whether you've got the blindfolds on and your hands on the wheel. Mm-hmm. You're still driving the car of your life. It's just you might be driving it like this. When you have the opportunity to drive it like this, I closed my eyes, by the way, for those of you that didn't see. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, um, that's the mission. That's the mission. And it's just such a joy um, because I feel like I've kind of been a little bit of a part of the last leg of your journey, watching it happen. Because it came down to yours for the birthday dinner and you were still doing locum work. Yes. Did I say it right? Is it locum work? Yeah, that's right. Um, Being a substitute doctor. Uh, Yeah, then you're just like, yeah, poof. I'm going, I'm doing it. Yeah. yeah. Go for it. Love it. You yeah. actually helped me take my own leap, actually. Oh. Yeah. Um, you helped me take my own leap as well. Um, so you, you've inspired me, Carla. You've inspired oh, that's me. Great, like, I'm just so excited to see because you are properly running with it with the button now and there's no <laughs> like, passing through walls. Like it's so inspiring to me as well. Like thank you. First leap, but then you can take two steps back, right? So it's yeah. it's about continuing that momentum and fearlessness. So that is super cool. But I've got I've got the I've got the advantage that some things, like for example, stepping beyond detention, I've been working on draft of that book since two thousand and nine. So it's yeah. like, well, it's been bubbling. Yeah, it's been bubbling. And about like timing. The podcast, the branding for my podcast was done over a year ago, and we wow. launched we launched like six weeks ago or whatever it was. It was like. 
yeah, I, I've had a bit of a head start. <laughs> I've had a head start. Yeah, I mean, so as I've, you said, up, you know? as with my journey, like there's, there's, you're thinking over it all the time, but then it's just, it's actually when you really commit to it, that's when the momentum comes, and that's what you're doing now, mm. and that's awesome. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I truly love it's, it, and, and it's nice people feedback and. Just like to get some ratings on like um, reviews on Goodreads and Amazon on the books and people are rating the podcasts on different platforms and a lot of it at the moment is people sending me messages and stuff but I've been keeping them so mm. I, when the Instagram's back up I'll ask for permission to share them so yeah, yeah just it's, it's, it's cool I'm, I'm loving yes. it yeah. I'm loving it I'm loving Buying. it Buying times yeah come on <laughs> yes I love you and leave you now love you it's been a pleasure and a joy just sharing a bit of space and energy with you. Thank you for sharing the heart mass up with us. How can people connect with you? What are you on? Are you on? Do you tweet? Do you Insta? Do you Facebook? Do you website? What do you do? Rob's more Facebooks. So, yeah. um, so I have a Facebook page, Dr. Carla Stanton, and I have a uh, Facebook group called um, Mind Body Medicine. Oh. You can also find me at drcarlastanton.com. There's like free resources there and. Check we'll it out on YouTube as well. Got some bits and bobs. Oh, nice. We'll put you on there. We'll put the YouTube channel and everything in the description so people can connect. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, like I said, I'm going to put the clip of the little exercise that you sent to me. Yeah, but I'm going to put that on. I'm actually oh. thinking I'm going to rip the audio and yeah. um, I'm going to put a little episode of you just sharing that tool. I think I'm going to put that on, on, the, on the podcast channel as well. Yeah, nice. Yeah, we'll, yeah, do, that. we'll do that. We'll yeah. do that. Yeah. Love it. Thank cool. you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and a joy. Thanks yeah. for your time for your energy. And uh, catch you soon. Everyone, thanks for listening. Um, yeah. Join me in a, a hearty thank you for Carla Stanton, MD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Never gonna drop it. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next week where we're going to have another inspiring guest. Um, don't forget to tune in on Fridays for my Q&A session with the delightful Emily. Um, by the time this comes out, there may even be the Thursday motivational chat with Jade Stoner from Success Boutique. Look out. If it hasn't started yet, it's starting soon. So Thursday, Friday and Sunday on Do It With Dad. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Duo with Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.dreamwithdan.com for updates for more exclusive content.